0: It's couple take. Take us to your leader. Take off your pants. Take me to bed or lose me forever.
1: With Dave and Beth and their take. Take her easy there, Pilgrim. On relationships, family, and life. I can't take it anymore. We are in Defcon what, Beth? Defcon nine. How many Defcons are there? I think only five. Then we're at that one. Hold at Defcon four till we find out exactly what
0: in the hell's happening here. Because there are some situations brewing. With our children. And we're guessing that we will not successfully complete this podcast without interruption. I'm
1: pretty confident that my bet is that at some point today, Jillian will bust in.
0: She'd be the middle child.
1: Yes. And the problem that she's having today is at some point this weekend. So it was it's graduation weekend around here. And, um, at some point she was at a party and she has poison ivy. and it's all over her legs and there's I'm a big, the that I can
0: hear exactly right. and there and she, there is, she right is right on cue. <laughs> <laughs> you win the bet, Beth. Say hi, Jill.
1: Come on, Jill. Say hi.
0: I can hear them from my room. I did this on purpose. I'm being paid. <laughs> <laughs> Not enough. Not enough. How much can we pay you to shut up for the rest of the podcast? <laughs> well, actually, if I wasn't in the house, I, this is. <laughs> ah, which leads us to the problem we were discussing.
1: What is the problem? Jilly has poison ivy all over her face, all over her legs. We just diagnosed it this morning and she wants to go to a party. and she just I just feel like it's she's gonna end up giving it to somebody else, and she's kind of a hot mess right now. Oh, God. Ah, uh,
0: my skin is so dry from all the crap that I've been putting on it. it it's it's fine. Yeah, it's on my face. It's on my face and no one's going to be touching my face. OK, mom, you'd you sassily throw that pen. OK, bye bye now. Bye bye. <laughs> Jill, just one of the issues that we might be experiencing <laughs> as the podcast continues, because there's two other kids with issues as well. Well, actually, only one other kid with issues, which we'll get to as the podcast unfolds.
1: Yeah. So it, other than uh, graduation, it was a big graduation weekend and we decided to go, well, We went out this weekend and at first we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do. And, and I'm curious to see if this happens with other couples. So I said, well, honey, I don't, I don't know. What do you want to do? And he said, well, all right, we can do this. We can go and play nine holes of golf or we can go to the movies. And I said, I know, let's go to the movies. And he said, are you sure you don't want to go play nine holes of golf? So my question is when you give me choices, are the choices weighted?
0: Of course they are. I would have preferred playing golf, but as it turned out, we had a good movie experience at Jurassic World. Well,
1: I do the same thing to you when we go to dinner.
0: Do you? Yes. You try and guide the selection? Well,
1: I'll say I'll go wherever you want, mm-hmm. and then you'll pick a place and be like, except there. No, I don't find that you
0: do that, really. Do
1: you, you think you do that? I don't think you do that. Well, I, otherwise I would just say, let's go get sushi.
0: Mm, right. I try to be, give you some choices. And that would be the choice that we would choose most often. So anyway, we wound up at Jurassic World.
1: Which I thought was... Um, Interesting. You thought it
0: was horrifying,
1: actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, I get maybe it's uncommon. I, I don't know how many of you have seen it, but I felt really bad for the velociraptors in the movie. <laughs> so they train, for those of you who haven't seen it, they train these, well, spoiler alert, I guess, they train these three velociraptors, which are the really bad dinosaurs from the early movies, and to, to help guide people out, and they it doesn't go well for them at the end of the movie. I won't tell you how or why, but let's just say it doesn't go well. Well, And I felt bad.
0: It doesn't go well for a lot of creatures in this movie. It doesn't
1: go well for anybody in this movie. Humans
0: included, especially those who didn't really do anything wrong, one of whom was British and bought it in a horrifying manner. Yes. Without really deserving it because normally you'd paint those characters to be despicable enough that their demise would be cheered in the movie theater
1: yeah no they killed a lot of people i mean and it was sort of indiscriminate Mm. and the other thing that i found really irritating was um bryce howard no bryce dallas howard's character is supposedly competent enough as a professional she's kind of a control freak to run this like billion dollar dinosaur theme park and yet when she's faced with catastrophe, the best that she can offer, what's his face's character is to take her blouse and tie it in a knot at the waist and roll up her sleeves.
0: Well, I think that was the, the point where what? she she you know she had the acumen. Being interrupted again, but a, a knock this time, which is actually a positive sign.
1: Yes. Ah,
0: this is uh this is the Katie. other daughter. Yes, Kate. Katie. Katie. Oh, Scene. She will come up <laughs> later in the podcast, by the way. Uh, back to the uh, issue of yeah, you Bryce were Dallas Howard's competence and acumen in solving any problem at the theme park, and yet when she was ready to try and help um, Chris Pratt, right? That's his character. That's the actor's I, name. I think
1: so. Chris Pratt. Oh, wow, he's good looking, yeah. whoever he is. Yeah, she.
0: She. All she could do was was describe it i well, don't, know. I don't know it's a like fashion a da- thing I she don't was know. a
1: damsel in a stress the entire movie she hid behind him mm-hmm. the only thing she did was shoot that one dinosaur in the head at like an opportune moment well, and maybe she think.
0: was good at the intellectual pursuits of solving problems but not so good at you know the nuts and bolts solutions that would be required of someone on an everyday basis i buy that
1: you buy that you also buy that she ran from all those dinosaurs for like four days in those high heels
0: was it four days beth I don't, I don't know. I don't, it was a long time, longer than I could have
1: run around. I mean, those must be the most comfortable high-heeled shoes on the face of the earth.
0: Got to buy into the fantasy of the movie a little bit, Beth. Now, I'm with you, though. Listen,
1: I bought into the dinosaurs. Mm-hmm. I'm not buying into those shoes being comfortable. All right. I don't, who said they were comfortable? I wish I had shoes like that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, as a woman who wears high-heeled shoes, there's no chance that you can run that fast, I agree. From dinosaurs in high heels. I agree. I you agree. And From actually, the last time you were running, it's in high funny hills. they
0: thought about that in the script of the movie with Kathleen Turner and Michael Douglas. That's
1: right, uh, *Romancing the Stone*. *Romancing and she the Stone*. Chops, he chops the heels off.
0: Right, because she can't run in them. And the
1: other interesting thing, I think, also, I guess another one of my fixations is we were going to go see the showing that start the 3D showing that started at 6:20. But we ended up seeing the, I guess, 2D version that started at 640. Why?
0: Because you did not want to miss the coming attractions. And we were already two minutes into the coming attractions on the 3D showing.
1: That which, is correct. Which
0: would not have bothered me because we go to the movies often enough that we've probably seen most of the coming attractions numerous times anyway.
1: See, I beg to differ. I, th- there were a bunch of good coming attractions there. I can't even remember what they were, but they were definitely movies that I wanted to see. That is my fa- Honestly, maybe this goes to my whole just tell me how it ends thing. My, the coming attractions are my favorite part. I could watch on, I could just sit there and watch coming attractions for two hours. I'd be perfectly happy. No? You don't care about the coming attractions.
0: I don't care as much as you do. I find it, <clears throat> I find them entertaining, but I don't certainly don't don't care as much. You don't
1: as you. feel like it's part of the whole movie going experience. popcorn I do. I like do. Popcorn but, and licorice.
0: but if I happen to miss it, I'm okay. Now I don't like missing a moment of a movie. I've had that experience before, where I've come into the first few minutes of a movie and missed the opening scene oh. or something like that. I, I can't. I, I won't do that. But I will never m- do that. Missing the coming attractions, I'm okay with that.
1: Well, now, now what they're doing though too is before the coming attractions there are commercials. There never used to be commercials, but there was a really, there was a really good commercial, which is it's like it's like a disaster today. Now the dog is laying on the cord to your laptop, practically pulling the laptop off the desk. Is this a sign?
0: There's an easy solution for that one, Beth. We will remove the power cord to the laptop. We have ninety-nine
1: percent that Apple so conveniently yes. made magnetic. Mm-hmm. But um, there was a, there was a commercial for, and I guess it wasn't that great a commercial because I have no idea what product it was for, but it's about this couple, it, tra- it tracks this couple's relationship and they're moving and they're, he's looking, the, the guy in the relationship is looking for what you presume is a moving truck and it turns out it's a box truck and he decks out the hole inside with twinkly lights and a, and a little bistro table and he proposes. To his girlfriend and it was so beautiful mm-hmm. but I feel like between that and the flash mobs at Home Depot and all these really elaborate engagement things I I feel like mass media is raising the bar for men and in proposals
0: so in an unfair manner in other words where it really can never well, did meet you, those did you expectations feel,
1: did you feel like you were under you know pressure when you proposed
0: um well no um but, I understand your point. i th- I certainly think that those types of vignettes increase the pressure on average Joe to come up with something you spectacular. didn't consider you
1: didn't consider a flash mob or
0: no I did not. You didn't. no, I did not.
1: Not even a little. You nope. didn't consider like a song.
0: Mm,
1: nope, not a poem. Nope.
0: No, nope. the, the experience of our marriage is my song and poem to you, honey. Oh,
1: dear God. <laughs> if you if you're listening and you believe that I have a bridge in Brooklyn to sell you.
0: Child number two did interrupt us moments ago, and she is the subject of the second half of tonight's podcast on a couple of different fronts because she's had her first driving experience and her first date.
1: And her first fatality during her driving experience. That's true.
0: (laughs) We're going to get to all of that coming up in the second half of tonight's podcast. But now it brings us to halftime of tonight's podcast and another true or false.
1: Okay. True or false, since we're going to be talking about Katie's driving experience. I did not get my driver's license until I was 24 true that is true
0: well i'm only thinking it because you grew up in brooklyn and staten island i would think it would be more challenging to learn how to drive and to get the proper documentation growing up in new york city
1: it wasn't so much that it was hard to get the proper proper documentation is that you're so easy to get around in New York that having a car is almost a liability that my parents did not want to pay the increased uh, car insurance if I got my license.
0: And you never drove while a student at Providence College in Rhode Island?
1: No, you know, I am a rule follower of the highest order, I wouldn't dream of driving. And then my first car, my uncle gave me it was an 85 Toyota Corolla stick shift, that had holes in the floors in the front. So if you if you had flip-flops on and you took them off, they would, you'd lose them.
0: So this was a, a manual transmission
1: automobile? It was a stick. So mm-hmm. you, how,
0: who taught you how to drive that?
1: Um, how did I learn how to drive a stick? I guess my boyfriend at the time taught me how to drive it. I bet he did. <laughs> yeah, he taught me how to drive a stick. You're so gross. All right, so yes, it's been a big week. Um,
0: Second half of uh, tonight's podcast, all about Katie. Daughter number two, eldest well, daughter.
1: Eldest daughter who turned 16 in March. She got her learner's permit and she has been driving both of our cars, my big giant SUV and your smaller, kind of smaller SUV. SUV. And it, it it's interesting the difference between you and I because you will take her for lessons and you are, you are Joe cool. You're so calm. You're so collected. And I freak out. I, wow. I it transform immediately into my grandmother who would, no matter who was driving, clutch the, the dashboard and go, Well, First of all, time. you're
0: a worrier and I'm not outwardly. I'm wow. more calm than you to begin with. And also it is your daughter, my fake daughter, or my stepdaughter. We joke about being a fake daughter. So I think that explains some of the difference between the reactions we had.
1: Well, probably because you don't have the frame of reference of what, like a disaster she was growing up, and <laughs> oh, like, I've every seen, time she crashed, her I've bike seen enough and evidence. Her, I've seen enough evidence. Her Barbie car and crashed everything, <laughs> but you're you just you handle it better than I do. Even in those moments where something is going on, I'm I'm all like, no, no, don't, stop, Katie, you gotta turn look and you're like, now, Katie, if you turn the wheel slightly to the right, you'll find that I've just. Freak out
0: well wh- how do you th- how do you think the young driver is going to react better to your voice or to the voice that you just I depicted me i can't
1: help it i mean she's driving my car she almost hit the guardrail i, I couldn't help but scream what was i supposed to do and
0: she did hit a couple of living creatures
1: she did she hit she killed a chipmunk poor little bugger and she hit but, i think it was like I shouldn't laugh i'm gonna go to hell If you think it was a coyote, which I mean, not for nothing, coyotes aren't supposed to be out in the middle of the day. I mean, it wasn't a dog. It was definitely a coyote, but oh my God, it was the most horrifying experience I've lived. I mean, I've driven for years and years and years and I, the worst thing I ever hit was a a squirrel and I'm still not over it. I'm horrified. I mean, it was just, it was a terrible experience, but even that you handled better than I did. I was like having a stroke.
0: And then came time for Katie's first date yeah at the bowling alley yeah with a guy who's two years senior
1: two years to older her? than her i did not handle that well look here's the thing when you're a parent of a girl you you think of them as itty bitty teeny tiny babies and when they're coolie is like little enough to fit in your hands and their widow faces and all those things. And you don't want a boy touching that. Like You don't <laughs> want a boy with their hands anywhere. No, just no, no. It's a no fly zone from essentially her eyebrows to her ankle bones. You're welcome to pat her on the head and touch her toes, but nothing else in there is for you. I'm sorry. No. And it, it was, honest to God, dropping her off at that bowling alley and I made the young man come out and shake my hand and, and introduce himself and she hugged him she put her arms around his like neck it was visceral I almost threw up
0: well he seems to be a, a upstanding young man who's headed off to the military he's 18 years old he's uh, I don't care virtually a man not a young man at this point a very he's large a boy. very large I know too.
1: so so we, we get to the bowling alley and it's, she's it's like a double date with a friend of hers Vicky and it's so it's Vicky who's this little thing And then these two guys walk out and one guy is like all like gangly and he's like skinny. Typical teenager. Typical teenager. And then there's this other guy. That's all I can say is he's a guy. He's like big broad shoulders and muscles and like stubble on his face and stuff. And I'm, I'm not lying when I tell you that I was praying to God that the gangly one was the one that Katie was going to be going out with. But no, no, no. It was the big burly one. I mean, he's like a guy. And she keeps saying to me you're gonna to have to let me go i don't understand what you're worried about i don't understand what the problem is but you understand dave because you're a guy you understand sure
0: sure i, I think in general uh, guys are find it more difficult to control their impulses oh isn't in that a regard. very
1: genteel way of putting it <laughs> that all men are just your dogs especially at 18 your dogs and he's going off into the military so you know you know he just you, wants
0: to get a little before he heads off He's to the not military. getting a little of
1: mine. I can tell you that <laughs> not touching my little girl mm-mm, mm-mm.
0: and then we find out this was like three four days ago and we find out uh, that he rolled a, a van at one o'clock in the morning yeah last night mm-hmm. spent some time in the hospital. we hope he's okay we think he is but that raises some further questions
1: I know. I know. I, I just think the bottom line is that we're going to have to not let the girls leave the house ever.
0: <laughs> Good luck with that.
1: Why? Yeah. I have the keys to the car. She can't go anywhere. Where is she going to go?
0: Sneak out?
1: They're not sneaking out of my house. <laughs> I'll bar the windows if I have to.
0: Yeah, you, you won't bar the windows for one. And by the way, you're as deep a sleeper as I've ever seen. There's no way you're hearing anything occur.
1: I w- oh, you pfft, I would absolutely hear it. You don't think I would hear it? No. You're you don't even hear yourself snore. How could you tell me that I'm a deeper sleeper than you? I think you are. Based on what?
0: I've seen. I've seen you while sleeping. I think probably. Maybe the, I'm
1: pretending that I'm sleeping.
0: The bottom line is we've seen each other sleep, and I think we, you know we we when when we're out we're out. Is that
1: your that's your that's, that's your story, story, and you're sticking to that's it? My story. <laughs> I guess. I mean, so. When your son went on his first date, like, was it traumatic for you? Was it different because he was a boy? I,
0: yeah, they were. It was a, it was a simpler time, Beth.
1: Hey, baby, you're all right. You must have been something before electricity, huh?
0: <laughs> was it a simpler time? Well, I think in some ways it was because this was, you know, Dash is now 28, and your kids, my fake kids/slash stepkids, are, you know, a, a decade and more younger than Dash when Dash was around there wasn't the internet at all really I mean when he was growing up there wasn't the internet there wasn't Twitter there wasn't Snapchat and Instagram and everything else I think that has ramped up all of these teenage emotions and libidos and everything else don't don't wouldn't you don't you think that the, it accentuates everything
1: I just think it makes it so much easier I tell my kids all the time that my, my the first guy I ever dated was this guy James who was um we, we knew I was a senior in high school and I remember passing I swear to god this is the truth I remember passing him a note in like social studies and and saying, do you? I swear, do you like me? Check yes or no. Mm-hmm. And and simpler time. It was a simpler time, but by the same token, I feel like I could have gotten away with anything because there was no. Not that I would have, because mm-hmm. I am a rule follower. Because there was no way for my mother to check up on me, like now. I I routinely and I and I think this is a good guideline for all parents one of my rules is that my kids can be on social media but they have to friend me or follow me or and they can't block me so I follow them on Twitter I am friends with them on Facebook not that they really use Facebook anymore I'm friends with them on Instagram Um, I'm not up in their Snapchat business because that's a little bit tougher but I mean the bottom line is you You know, I can, I track what's going on and I'll look at the pictures from their friends to find out what happened at that party. And if something turns out not to be what they told me, there's there's a problem.
0: Yeah, but I still think it's going to be hard for them to control their impulses. When they want to do something, they're going to do it probably. But
1: I think that's universal to teenagers, don't you?
0: I think so too. But I, I think the advent of all of these social media apps, again, ramps up and increases and multiplies every experience and every emotion and every feeling. So I think that uh, life is lived now at a much faster pace and at a much, you know, higher rate than it was years ago.
1: So how do you crank that down? I mean, you're the experienced dad. How do you slow that down for kids today?
0: I, you know, well, you'd have to slow down the social media for one and That's almost
1: impossible to yeah, do.
0: Well, it almost is one thing. I mean, there's always the Amish lifestyle.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, but I mean, you know, I, I struggle with what rules to set in place for Katie and you know for Jillie because it's coming right around the corner with with who they can date and and what they can do. And I mean, I think I think one of the most important things is that we have a very open line of communication. And maybe sometimes it's too open, but I, I think that my kids are pretty pretty honest with me. But I also, I insist on meeting the kids. I want to know where they are. I want to know who they're with. They they have to answer the phone if I call. That's a rule. Um, I
0: think you've got all the safeguards in place. I think, I think you just got to have some trust.
1: I trust them, but I, I follow up. There's no, I, well, I, don't think you, I don't think you can just inherently, I mean, maybe I'm wrong, but well, I just don't think you can inherently trust a teenager. Well, no.
0: And what I mean is at some point, you're going to have to have trust. All the, you know, all the checking in the world isn't going to, Overcompensate for somebody whose personality is off the rails and <laughs> who <laughs> would be uh, likely to push the edge of the envelope no matter what. And I think some people are just born that way, as you and I talk about all the time the difference between nature and nurture. And I think one of our children is just predisposed to that type of behavior no matter what and it's going to go in that direction no matter how hard you try.
1: Well, let me ask you this in in sort of in the the vein of the Godfather, do you think it's more important for the kids to feel like that that it's that I trust them and they that's why they don't want to make a bad decision or that they're afraid that the punishment is going to be so severe that it's not worth doing whatever it is they're thinking about doing? Or do you think it's a balance? Combination
0: of both, I think.
1: Is it? Well, because I I, I try to... I'd like to think that my kids are forthcoming, but I'd like to think that they also have, to some degree, the fear of God in what I might do or their father might do.
0: Hey, if you want to write to us on this, we'd feel free to, we'd, we'd love to hear your input on some of these questions that we're struggling with right now. So you can write us an email.
1: At coupletakepodcast at gmail.com. What, what rules have you put in place for dating? Because I'm sort of new to this, and frankly, I was a late bloomer, so I didn't really go out on that many dates. And uh, for for parents of younger kids, what are you afraid of coming around the pike? Is it, is it that day that your kid gets behind the wheel? Is it the first date? Is it something else we haven't thought of? I'd be interested in hearing that. Thanks for listening to Couple Take. Dave and Beth with Couple Take. So, like, take a...